Welcome to Brazen Education with Educator Barnes, a podcast with a focus on speaking your truth, being transparent to help others, and having no shame about it. Because we can't move forward until the truth is known. Today's episode is called Creating Relationships with Students. In education, many times educators are told, you know, you have to create strong relationships with kids. That's the way you get content to them. That's the way you engage them in your curriculum. That sounds great when someone tells you to do it, but then when you have to go do it, sometimes it's hard to know what to do. And this was illuminated for me when I was coaching teachers. I coached teachers for three years in literacy at both the elementary and high school setting. And I'm going into a classroom one day, just like I always did. And this teacher needed extra support. Um, as in the principal says, I want you in there at least three times a week. So I'm in there, I'm observing. And to me, the one thing that was clear was that the students and this teacher really didn't have a good relationship. And it was really uh, tense in the classroom. So when we were sitting down, making a smart goal, trying to figure out um, what to do to help this teacher, I say, you know, you really need to make uh, stronger relationships with your students. I think this will really help you with your classroom management. And this teacher looked back at me, um, young teacher just got into the field, says, so Shante, how do I do that? And I say, you just have to get to know them better. And she says, so what does that mean? And a little part of me was a little irritated because, you know, sometimes when you coach teachers, you know, you give a suggestion and then there's just like these little comments back. And I'm just like, what? What? I thought, I thought we had a good relationship, but I was sitting there and I really couldn't explain it. Even though I'm a person that has been told throughout my career that students really like you. You really can connect with almost any kid. And so I said to her, I said, you know, let me pull together some resources, which is what you say when you don't know how to display something right there on the spot. I said, I'll get back to you. And so I went to my office and, you know, I typed up my notes to say what we talked about. And I said, you know, Shantae, what did you do? And that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, what I've done to create strong relationships with students and what some of my colleagues or other educators I know that have strong relationships with kids, what they do, because the worst thing we do in education is tell a teacher to do something and then we don't explain to them how to actually do it. So hopefully this will be helpful to someone. So the number one thing I realized when I wanted to make connections with my students is I had to build it into my schedule. And I started being intentional about this probably year four or five of my career. I was teaching middle school at the time. And middle school, look, I absolutely love middle school. I'm a middle school person. And yes, we're special people. Middle school, it is just so emotional. Some days students are like happy, some days they're sad, some days they're so super mature and you're like, wow, some days you're just like, are, are we in first grade right now? So I'm like, I need to be intentional about getting to know these students so when we're having these mood swings, when things are getting a little bit crazy, I can use that as an anchor to reel them back in. And at the time, because I was an English teacher, every other Monday we would go to the library for part of our time. And so I said, the Mondays that we don't go to the library for far our time, I'm going to use that to connect with students. And for me, I always write an agenda. I'm like, what do I put, what do I say on the board? So I coined the phrase classroom connection. And I will put it on the board on the weeks, on the Monday when we didn't um, 
have library. And if that particular day was a holiday, like we had that Monday off, I would do it on Tuesday. And essentially what I did was come up with activities and it didn't take very long. It could take five minutes, um, activities to get to know you. So of course we did the, uh, we started off with, you know, the one that most students know, find someone who, which personally, uh, as I grew up, I hate playing that uh, game. Typically what I do, cause if you don't know what that is, it's a chart. And in the, uh, it could be like a five by five square chart. And in each box, you have something, a fact. So it may be find someone who has the same birth month as you. So you go around and the idea is you talk to people, but typically what happens or what people like me do, who don't really want to interact with people in this way, <laughs> I just hand them my paper and say, hey, sign your name on one of these that match you. I don't really socialize. So <laughs> so even though I know I was kind of a failure at this activity, that's where I started because I'm like, I have to start somewhere. So that was one of the activities I did. And then we did this activity um, that actually took a little bit longer uh, one time where I had them um, in their groups because I was infamous for changing my class. Like kids knew how to change my desk. I would say we're in rows. Okay, we're in trios. All right, we're in quads. They knew how to move their desk. So with our quads, I said we're getting in our quads today. I said with our classroom connection, we're going to make a group shield. And they're like, what the heck is this? And so I kind of explained uh, it's almost like uh, when you think about like a family has like a crest or something and it has like different symbols on it to represent that family. I'm like, I'm not saying that we all family in here because, you know, I said that's a little too much and all my kids start laughing. I said, but I want you guys to put symbols on here to see. So we they had, I had them divide this little shield I gave them into four parts. They had to put symbols to represent themselves. And they talked about their symbols and, and, and talked about what overlap. So once again, it's an opportunity to get to know each other. And now I'm walking around. I brought these little cars on Amazon, which I can't call the name of them right now. They're probably um, at work in my desk, <laughs> but there were there were cars with little questions on them. So I would just pull them out sometimes when we do classroom connection and have people answer the question. Or I would do the thing where I would do, you know, uh, where I had to make them do a choice. So I would point to a wall. You know, I would say something like Jolly Ranchers this side, Skittles that side. And so they would have to pick a side. I would say like cats this side, dogs this side. So you can see who uh, related to each other. So we would do diff different activities like that. And I started collecting them and I would tell people about it. And I'm telling you, it really helped with me knowing the kids. It helped with classroom management. What, the days that we went to the library, I knew things about kids. Hey, you told us a whole story about your poodle. You know, maybe you should get a book about dogs. So I started knowing things about students to, to help them and also give me ideas about what type of stories to bring into the classroom. So now I'm bringing things based on what they like. Now kids are more engaged because, hey, we're not reading some boring story today. We're actually reading something about the topic I'm interested in. So it really helped me think about that. And then I did a lot of choice in my classroom where we would do assignments, but you had options. So then I could make several options based on what I knew students were interested in. So that was one way I helped build relationships, not only um, with myself to our students, but help them build relationships with each other. Because a lot of times when we say uh, building relationships with students, is not just the teacher to the students, you also have to help students build relationships with each other. Because I was an English teacher, another way I helped build relationships or create them in the classroom was through writing prompts. And I would always tell students, this one is to be shared, or this one is just for me. The reason you always want to make that clear to students because that determines what they're comfortable with sharing. 
Sometimes a student will pour out their heart and soul because the only person reading is you. But if they have to share that same thing to the class, they're going to make it really short or they're going to omit, omit details. So it's really important to let students know that. And so I would do, and the other thing I would do, um, especially to model for my students, I would actually complete the writing prompt. So if we're writing about a topic or opinion, I would write. And I always made it very clear because in my classroom, we don't uh, stray away from uh, controversial topics. So if I'm answering, I'm answering my feelings. And I always tell students, I said, this is Mrs. Barnes' opinion, and you can disagree. Feel free to disagree. Feel free to counter me in the next writing prompt. Because sometimes what I would do, the next week we would have a writing prompt, I would do something like respond to this writing prompt or add on to last week because a lot of students, they got some type of joy of countering what I said when I responded, which is cool because I really, at the end of the day, I don't care because now you're writing. <laughs> so I actually got what I wanted. <laughs> you are writing because kids don't tie. You, you say it's time to write. It's almost, the time's almost up. You know, came around, you know, used proximity, you know, I did, and they have written Jack. So if it makes you write to just counter something I say, and now you're using an introductory sentence that we went over. You have several supporting details. You have a concluding thought, and you're using all the skills that I've taught. And now I say, hey, let's throw in some semicolons this week. Let's use some compound complex sentences. You're doing all that. See, I have won because I've gotten you to use the skills, and I've shown you that you can write. So, and I'm learning things about the student. I'm learning about their opinion, and I'm helping them shape who they want to be because I said I don't want you to be me I don't want you to feel like anything I say I'm saying that that has to be your opinion and that's the, and when you do this uh, in your classroom you're creating a culture of learning you're creating a safe space and when you do that that helps solidify your relationships third thing I've seen um, that I have not personally done um, is when teachers do like the student of the week or the student of the month for me, I'm a very simplistic person when it comes to doing things. Anything that takes me too much time, um, I don't do. And any student will tell you Mrs. Barnes hates doing bulletin boards. Not to say that I don't have bulletin boards up. I just hate doing them. <laughs> and so this is a time-consuming thing. And I know people, they do the dry erase ones where they put, like, favorite food, uh, favorite book. And it's just dry erase, but you know how kids are. There's some type of joy of swiping your fingers through things that are written in dry erase marker. So you can make it where students can have ownership of it. But for me, that's just something I just never wanted to do. And you have students who are shy that don't ever want to be on the board. Because I remember when I was in middle school, I had a gym teacher um, when we had health had us do that. And I just remember not wanting to have anything about myself on the board at all. So sometimes that doesn't work. Um, another thing that you could do, one thing I did do in my classroom, however, I did, um, I had a chalkboard. And I'm like, what the heck do I do with this chalkboard? Because, you know, principal's like, I want every wall covered with something. I'm like, I'm not going to write on the chalkboard. I'm going to use a dry erase board on the other side of my room. So I, I made it kind of like, uh, and I got this idea for another colleague. She had this thing called a fridge. And the idea was just like at home, parents post things that they like on the fridge. You can create a fridge in your classroom. So essentially this chalkboard became a fridge. But I had nothing to do with this. Students got to choose what they put on up there. And, and I now I told them this. I said, you're not just going to put anything up crazy up there because I said it was inappropriate. I'm taking it down. And Mrs. Barnes uh, is going to have a conversation with you. So students were able to, if they drew something from art, they could post it up there. 
and they got an A on a math paper. Even though I'm not the math teacher, you want to put that up on the fridge, that's cool. So it was just kind of like this collective, almost, it almost kind of looked uh, graffiti-ish, you know, it was just kind of different hodgepodge kind of big collage thing that the students had control over because I'm really big about if there's something I do not have to do in my classroom students will be doing it so that was a way to give them ownership show uh connect them to other students and then I learned things because like you may be in here failing math but uh I mean you may be in here failing failing English but I said did you keep posting up uh on our fridge um a's in math so now i know that you're really good at math so this is just an area you're struggling because in middle school or in secondary a kid could be getting a's and b's in some subjects and then struggling in another subject so that really tells you that the deficit's in your class not that you have a student because you have those students that fail every class that's a whole different story then you kind of know okay this student has a deficit in this area so once again more knowledge helps me solidify the relationships um uh, earlier in my career, I, since I've had kids, I really haven't, well, I'll take that back. I did do, do, do this uh, recently, well, a few years back. So it was like earlier in my career, I had my kids, and then I came back and th did this again. And that was having clubs. Year two and year three, of my, uh, when I was in the classroom, I had an African-American literature club. And then I ended up adding a mythology club. And the African-American literature club just came out of what I was doing in my classroom because I'm like, uh, I was t teaching at the time majority uh, black students. Um, the next uh, biggest student group was uh, Latino students, and then I had two or three white students. And so I was really intentional when we were doing stories that making sure they're seeing uh, people that look like them. And so the students said, well, Mrs. Barnes, can we have a club? Because, like, we don't have enough time to cover everything. And they wanted to watch Roots. So with this club, we watched the entire series of Roots. I'm talking about Roots. Roots the Next Generation and Queen. And that was challenging for me because as a teacher, I mean, if you've seen if you've seen that, you know what's in the series. I had to watch everything and determine what what we were going to actually watch and what we had to skip. Um, because at the time I was working with sixth and seventh graders. So there are some things in there um, that we I had to omit out and I had to do permission slips and things like that. But that really help because now every week we're meeting after school we're talking a couple times a week and so now we just have this running conversation and then we read uh we read elijah of buxton written by christopher paul curtis we read um oh i can't call the name it's about uh martin um written by ozzy davis i can't call the name we read that book there was a lot of different books that we read so these students are staying after school with me we're talking about black literature, we're watching Roots, we're talking about that, we're talking about society today, we're talking about what happened in the past, we're talking about the progression of African Americans through history, we're talking about that you are black history. So I really got to connect with my students on a level that I would not have been able to connect with had I not been doing those clubs. And then I had some students because all the students knew I was really huge into Greek mythology, just mythology in, in period. And so the kids were like, we need a Greek mythology club because these kids had heard about how much fun everyone was having in African-American literature club. And the other thing I will add, everybody in my African-American literature club was not black. Most of them were, but I had um, some Latino students who uh, stayed in the club and I had one white student. So even if you have a club that is focused on a certain group, make sure it's open to everyone because it's important for everyone to hear the stories of other people. So I started a... Um, 
Greek mythology club where we looked at Greek mythology, we looked at the history, um, a lot of conversations around that. Towards the end, uh, we talked, we added in a little bit of Norse mythology, but it was just really an opportunity for kids to kind of see me in another light because we would argue about plot, we would argue about characters' motivations, and we would go back and forth, and it was so much fun. Then I had my twin boys, so I took a break for new clothes after school because, look, I was just trying to get some sleep at night, so I just, any time I needed to myself, I said, I can't do clothes right now. But a few years ago, I ended up doing a K through two um, STEM challenge club when I was a literacy coach. And the reason I ended up doing this club, because first of all, in elementary school, nobody knew what the heck what a literacy coach was. No one knew what I actually did. Most kids thought I was like the assistant principal, sort of, or maybe that discipline lady, because I was always doing all these other random jobs. So they, they, they were like, you're like important and like we should probably like respect you but some kids didn't know my name some kids didn't know what I did I'm like I just want that feeling of like you know when you're teaching kids to you're like hey they call your name like hey Mrs. Barnes like I wanted that back so I said hey let me do a club and so I did a K through two STEM challenge club and I also um brought a learning garden to the school. So that was an opportunity for me con- to connect. So then I be uh, then I became the learning garden lady and that person that has that science club. But it was really cool, but I got to connect with students. I got to know them a little bit better. And so now when I'm coming into their classroom and I'm coaching their teachers, the students are like, hey, Mrs. Bars, this is what we're learning today. I'm like, okay, Mrs. Bars, this is serving. Go back to your seat, but thanks. But it really helped me connect in that way. Another opportunity for teachers to connect with students and build relationships is by attending their events and it is hard especially in secondary to attend all the events because in secondary what we're really trying to do is help students figure out what they like so you have choices you have electives and so that may you may have some students like mrs bars come to the orchestra concert mrs bars come to the band concert mrs bars the, uh, the dance troupe is performing mrs bars come out the track to football to basketball the winter concert, all the uh, athletic uh, awards, so there's so many things. So I'm going to be honest, I could not go to everything, but I tried to rotate going to different types of events. And what I did is I um, would bring my husband and I would bring my kids, but they absolutely loved because I would wait after the show or the event was over so I could say hi to kids. And they were just like, oh, my gosh. And so the next day, and even here's the cool thing about it, even if it wasn't, that kid's event, the next day, other kids are like, yeah, I heard that your kids were at the school. All the kids saying that you were at the orchestra concert. I hope you come out to my concert. And it made the kids feel important, even if it wasn't their event. It's like, hey, Mrs. Mars cares. She was at school all day. She went home, did whatever she had to do, and then came back to school for my event. Or depending on when it was, if it was happening closely after the school days or just stay until the event. So no, you can't go to everything, but choose a few uh, events to go to and, and bring your family out if you, if, if you can, because kids like they like getting to know you on that uh, level, even though it's still weird for my husband, because one time I did have my husband help me. Uh, we I was responsible at one school of going out of, to our um, Saturday trips where we would go out of the state and I had my husband come and a kid said, um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Barnes, you're like our school pair. <laughs> My husband's like, what? 
<laughs> but it was so funny because my husband's like, you just said that three times and they still weren't listening. I said, welcome to my world. <laughs> but no, it was pretty cool because uh, my husband um, is a database administrator. And at the time I was working at a school with a focus on science and math. And so what was cool about it is when we went to the science museum, like my husband was trying to low key be like, I'm just here because my wife asked me to come. But he was really into the stuff that was in the museum. And so when we were going to different exhibits, my husband started to talk to the kids about stuff and they got really engaged. And so to the students, they really appreciated that, hey, we're so glad that Mr. Barnes came because like he really knows like this lot of this science and math stuff. And so it really helped solidify my relationship with the students. And then they would ask like questions about, well, how did Mr. Barnes get to do the job that he gets to do, which is an opportunity for me to connect to students more and say, hey, are you interested in this? This is what you need to do. These are the type of math classes you probably need to take when you get to, into high school. So the, the, what's important if you're hearing a theme is that once you kind of get started, now you're having these conversations and a continual, the, um, when you're continually having conversation with kids, that's how relationships are built. If you think about your own life, think about how you build relationships. It's by doing stuff with people. It's by talking to people. It's by spending time with people. And so all of these things I mentioned is giving you the opportunity with students to talk to them, spend time with them, and to get to know them. And over time, the relationship will get stronger. The other time I try to take advantage to build relationships with kids is on field trips. Yes, field trips are stressful because you, you keep trying to count the kids, make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be, but it's also a more relaxed setting where you, uh, where you kind of have more opportunities for kids to talk more and share. And, and the last thing I'll share is just being a little bit transparent. One of the things I love to do with some kids that was corny, well, whatever, is we, uh, we uh, were learning like these different roots and stems and I would make a bell ringer every morning where they had to use the words, so like quick activity. But sometimes I would throw in some random sentence or fact about myself and the kids were like, that's so lame. Why is she even putting this in there? But over time, the kids started to learn little wacky things about me. Um, so it really helped. And then what would happen is, you know, during the passing period, cause you know, in middle school, you don't want to be seen as like being too cool with the teacher. You know, hey, Mrs. Barnes, yeah, I, I like that too. Uh, that was that was pretty cool. Like, they never say a low key, and they're not gonna raise their hand in front of the class to everybody. They may tell me on the way out the door, but right there, we're making a connection. And then you want to think about: is there anything up that you could put up in your room that will be a conversation starter for me? Which is something I'm planning to start at my current school as a librarian. Is I used to put outside of my door the books I had read throughout the school year. And boy, was that a conversation starter, not only with my students, but with my colleagues. Because they're like, what is that book about? You really read that? What do you think about this character? And so I would just put it outside. So I'm planning with the library to not only put what I'm reading that's within our collection, but things that I pick up from the public library to kind of start that conversation. Because it is a conversation starter for real, especially when the Hunger Games came out and I read that. Ooh, I'll tell you, with a couple of students, we was arguing for two weeks <laughs> about the motivations and the situations in the book. But once again, we talking about the content. I'm getting to know the student or making relationships. So hopefully the activities and the points I've shared have been helpful to you and it will help you make a relationship with your students. Because I truly do believe when we have strong relationships with kids, it really helps us when a kid is having difficulty. It really helps us connect with them when we need to push them academically and it helps them when they're struggling because it's really hard uh, to receive information from someone that you're not connected to and so as educators it's really important to make sure that we are connecting with students 
So that's what I have for you today. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. And remember to follow and like the podcast. And uh, you can tag me on Twitter and Instagram at Educator Barnes and hashtag it Brazen Ed.